0: Who are the top Arizona State Sun Devils draft prospects beyond the 2023 class? That's what we're here to discuss on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today and get started. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast hit, like, and Subscribe. Turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content and stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrats36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. Today's conversation. Yesterday, we talked about the guys who were going into the 2023 class and some of them did not feel as strong as others in terms of cases to get drafted and make potential impacts. Today we're going to be talking about the kids that are on the roster right now who could have NFL futures. And some of these kids aren't going to be eligible for a while. And some of these kids will be eligible next year. That's what's going to make this list, in my opinion, more fun than yesterday's list, because there's a slew, a slew of guys that I'm very intrigued about their potential NFL future, which is why narrowing it to five felt impossible but I have a lot of honorable mentions that we're going to pile through real quick. The first one, this is entirely based off projection, but I got Jaden Rashada because you look at Rashada's build as a six foot four quarterback and his potential to continue growing into that body. He's got the strong arm. He's got the athletic ability to take off as a runner. There's a lot of promise here with Jaden Rashada. And there's a lot of upside here with Jaden Rashada and, It's really hard to not think that this guy couldn't be a pro prospect one day. Obviously, he hasn't thrown a single collegiate pass yet, which is why he's only an honorable mention. But I'll tell you what, this is a guy who was like a four-star, five-star prospect in the class of 2023. This is a kid who potentially could be the starting quarterback for Arizona State in week one. Can't rule anything out with him. That's why he is my top honorable mention, I suppose, if I had to rank them. It was really hard to keep him out of the top five. The only reason why he's not in the top five is simply because he hasn't thrown a pass yet. But I'll tell you what, it's it's exciting to think about his potential. I got a slew of other interesting former four-star guys. Tevin White, the running back, we're going to get to see him in a bigger role this year. We don't know how big yet because DeCarlos Brooks and Cameron Skadabo, have transferred to Arizona State and could be the starters there. We'll wait and see for what Tevin White's role is. But again, he's a former four star kid. He's a much bigger running back than people might realize as a six foot one, 210 pound kid who could probably keep adding weight to his frame and just become that big bully kind of running back. I also have former four star slash five star Clayton Smith, a pass rusher. He is transferring in from. Texas or Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma. And we he played high school ball in Texas. That's what it was. We haven't gotten to see a lot of Clayton Smith yet because he didn't really get on the field much for the Sooners last year. But again, a former four star slash five star prospect at six foot five, 220 pounds. There's a lot of room for for him to continue growing into his frame and become that next step as a dynamic pass rusher that he was projected. He was the number two edge rusher when he was coming out in the 2022 class. This is an exciting prospect. Can't wait to see what we can get out of him. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention BJ Green, another one of my favorite players. He's been the leader for the Sun Devils in sacks each of the last two years. His thing is he's just a little bit undersized. He's not the biggest defensive tackle in the world, but we're starting to see more and more guys that are able to break that mold. Obviously the most, Obvious example was Aaron Donald when he was coming out, but now you got Kalajakancy who's coming out of Pittsburgh uh this year. But with uh with BJ Green, you've got a kid who's 6'1, 275 pounds, feels like a bit of a tweener. But we're not so much worried about pigeonholing him into a position right now. We're just asking him to get after the pass or after the quarterback. And now that he should be in a full-time role, it'll be really interesting to see what they can do with him. Ed Woods really came on last year for the Sun Devils as a uh, redshirt sophomore for the team. He's a six-foot-tall cornerback. He he really, in the second half of the season, locked down a starting role opposite Row Torrance, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. I think that if he continues that trajectory, he's definitely going to get himself into some draft conversations. And then my last honorable mention, because I feel like I could just keep going on and on, is Deshaun Mallory. Mallory has been a very, very productive player for the— excuse me still a little bit sick has been a very very productive player during his time with the michigan state spartans he's going to be coming to arizona state and what i'm hoping for is for him to take on a nesta jade silvera role and be that starting defensive tackle who maybe slides in the nose tackle occasionally plugs the plugs the offensive line plugs run lanes maybe gets after the quarterback every once in a while. I'm definitely looking forward to Deshaun Mallory this upcoming season. I'm really hoping that he can take on that Nessa Jade Silvera role, because if he can, then you're definitely talking about a guy who can get drafted. Let's hop into my top five. Starting at number five, I recently did a list where I could not decide between these two, but I did decide to rank this guy lower compared to what I did last time. And as Jordan Clark. Jordan Clark is one of the best defensive backs that the Sun Devils have. Heading into the 2023 season, he has NFL roots, 5'10", 185 pounds. He's definitely a natural slot corner who has a little bit of safety experience as well and has really emerged as a really big-time contributor for the Sun Devils the last two seasons. He had a pick six last year against Washington during the team's massive, massive upset over the Huskies. Jordan Clark is going to be one of the most important defenders for the Sun Devils, period, across all positions. Ignore the fact that maybe he's not the biggest guy in the world. Ignore the fact that maybe he will be pigeonholed a little bit when he gets to the pros. But right now, Arizona State should love the versatility of and the uniqueness that he brings. And again, something that that does help him, right, wrong, or indifferent, is those NFL bloodlines. His father, Ryan Clark, Pro Bowl safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers, playing next to Troy Polamalu. Ryan Clark was very, very good. If his son is anything like him at the next level, he's going to be in the NFL. I think that what we're going to look to see out of Jordan Clark this year is him to be able to solidify himself probably at one position. I personally enjoy that you can place him all over the place, but I do think the NFL teams are going to be looking to see, can he be a full-time nickel corner or can he be a full-time free safety and drop? I really like that. He's not afraid to tackle. I like that he can play all over the front. And I think that he could potentially really show off some ball skills. In the last two, like year and a half as a starter for the team, he's got three interceptions. He's got the pick six. I'm interested to see if he can take that next step forward. Jordan Clark, out of the guys on this list, doesn't feel like much projection compared to some of the other guys we're going to talk about. I feel like Jordan Clark is more, let's solidify that draft status. If he is able to get to that point, this is a really, really intriguing upside kind of player this is a guy that i think nfl teams might like a little bit more than maybe a casual fan does i suppose but looking at jordan clark looking at the potential he brings it's really hard to not get excited about him and it's really hard to believe that he can't turn into something really special that's why i have him number five on my list the midway point of the nba season is here And now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download Fanduel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure that you check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one place. Hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Let's hop back into our conversation, looking at the top Sun Devils for future NFL drafts. I mentioned that I couldn't decide between Jordan Clark and this player in terms of where to rank them on my list. I ended up going with this player over Clark. That's Chris Edmonds. I am a pretty big fan of Chris Edmonds heading into this year. Led the Sun Devils in interceptions a year ago with three. Also had 50 tackles. The thing that I really, really like about Edmonds is he's got the NFL size at six foot two, 215 pounds. He's he's the prototype kind of built for today's safety. In fact, he might even be a little bit bigger than what most people look for in a safety. And he's a ball. Hawk. In four years, he has 11 interceptions. He had three a year ago with Arizona state. Obviously he had eight in his previous three seasons with Sanford. I don't see any reason. He's not going to be, one of the projected leaders for the Sun Devils again in 2023. He's going to command the respect of opposing offenses because he has shown off the ability to intercept the ball. And he has shown off the ability to break up passes. He had three pass deflections a year ago as a safety. That's not a corner, that's a safety. He's a sure tackler. I think he's a strong tackler. I would love to see if he can become that enforcer in the defense and be a guy who can lay the boom and be a guy who can be a tone setter. We'll be, we'll be keeping an eye on that. But more than anything right now, when I look at Chris Edmonds, I see a guy who fits what the NFL looks for. I see a guy who's got production to match. And I see a guy who teams could really fall in love with and be intrigued by. I think when looking at these, these five players that I mentioned, Jordan Clark, I don't know where he fits in the draft. Chris Edmonds, if he has another big season, I feel like he could be. And again, this is big, big, big time projection because we're a whole year away in this process. But I feel like this is a guy who could be like a top 100 pick based off of everything that culminates together for him. Like I said, he's got the size. He's got the ball hawk instincts. He's a good tackler. He's got that projection upside with him. He's got a little bit of everything that you're looking for. I think he's going to go into the 2024 draft process before the season starts as one of those guys that is going to be everyone's favorite sleeper. We all know how much draft Twitter loves to find their guys. And we all know how much draft Twitter loves to believe that they're the first on somebody. You know, they they want to be like, oh, I was a fan of this player before they even were popular in draft Twitter. Chris Edmonds screams draft Twitter, darling. Chris Edmonds feels like that guy that everyone and their mother is going to want to say, well, I loved him when? And I loved him before he had a great 2023 season. That's the kind of guy Chris Edmonds feels like. And I look at that potential. I look at that upside. It's hard not to fall in love with it. When it comes to the guys on this list, I'm not willing to say any of them are like first round picks. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how we get later on as I talk about our number one. But when I look at Chris Edmonds, it's hard not to love his upside. It's hard not to think that he can't get to that point of being a draft darling, especially with draft Twitter who, like I said, they they love to be the ones who were like, oh, I was in on him first. Chris Edmonds feels like that kind of guy. That's why he's number four for me. Number three I don't know if this is going to be controversial or not, but I'm going Jalen Conyers. I feel like a lot of people might have expected Conyers to be my number one, but hear me out. Tight end isn't exactly the sexiest position in the world, but with that being said, tight end has certainly started to come around in recent years with the success of your Travis Kelsey's and your Mark Andrews and your George Kittles. Kyle Pitts has really been one of the driving forces for tight ends being drafted high. You're also going to have some more tight ends this year and next year that are going to keep driving that position into prominence, which is something that Jalen Conyers can really benefit from. With Jalen Conyers, what you're looking for is a full season out of him because you're not going to question the six foot four, 265 pound frame. You're not going to question the fact that he is a lot more athletic than somebody who is typically that big should be. And you're also not going to question the fact that he can catch the football very, very well. He can score touchdowns, and he can posterize people. We saw him do it throughout the year. He had his three-touchdown performance against Colorado. He had tons of highlight plays against Arizona. This is a really talented guy. What you're going to be looking for is for him to put it together for 12, 13 games. You're going to be looking for him to put it together over the length of an entire season, and not just flashes if he does do that and if the tight end position continues its upward trajectory that it is doing, it's hard not to think that similar to Edmonds, this can't be a top 100 player. I really don't want to be that person who's saying like, he's a future first. He's a future first. He's a future first. I don't know though. With the trajectory of tight ends, I don't know what's all going into 2024. I do know there's Brock Bowers, who should be a top five pick. Outside of him, I think teams are going to be looking for their tight end. Conyers could be the beneficiary of that. I think that this is just an uber talented kid. Again, he's got everything you look for in the the checklist. If he does everything that we believe he can do for the entirety of the season. This is another guy similar to Edmonds that draft Twitter is going to love that people are going to be really excited about to watch the tape because everyone wants to watch an exciting guy. And Conyers last year took off in the second half. He's got some fun tape. He does that for a full season. People are really going to be into him. People are really going to want to buy his stock. Jalen Conyers, number three for me. The top two guys I have ahead of him are going to be interesting. I'll say that much. But I do want to remind you guys, wherever you're getting your podcast, to hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications. Also check out the Locked On College Basketball podcast with Isaac Shade, Andy Patton, as they bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Hear from experts, coaches, players. Throughout the basketball landscape, Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. This is where I don't know if I'm going to lose people or not. My number two guy ahead of Jalen Conyers. And this is this is based off projection, but it's also based off of positional value. Roe Torrance. It's no secret that I am a Rowe fan. It's no secret that Roe Torrance plays a more valuable position as a cornerback. In a pass-happy NFL, having good corner play has never been more important. And you're seeing the NFL have so many talented guys right now. Jalen Ramsey, Marlon Humphrey, Sauce Gardner. There's tons of guys in the pros right now that are dominant, Jair Alexander, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, Trevon Diggs. Teams value that guy who can take away a number one receiver or at least a guy who can make life a little bit more difficult on the quarterback because it's a pass-happy league and it's a league that caters to offenses. Roe Torrance flashed the ability to be a shutdown, lockdown corner last year. He only had one interception, and that's because no one wanted to throw on him. He got better as the season progressed. He looks like one of those guys that could really get people excited, and he's big. He's a six foot three, 210 pound corner. People are going to look at that size and get really excited. People are going to be looking to see if he tests well athletically. I can't speak to that. I have absolutely no idea. If he does test well, though, and he does show out at a combine event, this is a guy that people will skyrocket up their draft boards. I'm sure Draft Twitter will love him because of how big he is. The position he plays is so, so, so important, though. Teams are looking for a top-tier corner if Roe Torrance takes that next step in that trajectory that I believe has him trending upwards, it's going to be hard for teams not to fall in love with him. It's going to be really hard for teams to look at Roe Torrance and not see the potential and the upside of him being that guy for them. That's why he's number two for me. Number one, I feel like this isn't going to be a surprise. It's Elijah Badger. Badger plays the wide receiver spot. Badger took off. In 2022, with two different quarterbacks throwing him the football, Badger threw up 70 receptions, 866 yards, and seven touchdowns. He was making plays down the field. He was making plays outside the hashes. He was making plays in the end zone. Badger looks like he has what it takes to be another first round pick at the receiver spot for the Sun Devils. They have, they've had two, in 2019 and 2020 with Nikhil Harry and Brandon Ayuk, respectively. Am I crazy to think that Badger can't put more together than those two? Probably. Nikhil Harry had like two years great, great tape to put on. Brandon Ayuk's final year at Arizona State was dominant. Badger could potentially have two great years of tape. He could potentially have two great years of tape With three different quarterbacks, maybe even four, who knows what we're going to get here. But if Badger shows that he can dominate no matter who's throwing him the rock, that is only going to shoot that draft stock up. Talking about guys that Draft Twitter is going to love, Badger's another guy. We're going to look at the 2024 class, and you've got Marvin Harrison Jr., Uh, Emeka Ibukam. I feel like I butchered his name, the other Ohio statewide receiver. Who else is in that class? I can't think off the top of my head. There are some very talented receivers in next year's class. And I think that people are going to look for that diamond in the rough. Badger fits that narrative perfectly. I feel like if Badger is able to take that next step, This is a guy you talk about as a tail end of the first round, very top of the second round kind of player. He's got size at 6'2", 190. He's got good hands, got good speed. Got a little bit of everything you're looking for. Badger puts this together. This is a special kid. This is a kid that I believe in to become a number one receiver for Arizona State. Potentially in the pros, who knows? Maybe they look at this kid and they say, he's a starting guy. I don't know if he's the number one receiver for our team. Could be a damn good number two. Regardless, out of all the guys on this list, Badger is the one I feel almost guaranteed will be in the pros one day. He's the one I feel the most confident about. That's why he's number one on my list. That wraps this bad boy up. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications wherever you're getting your podcasts. Also, follow me on Twitter at richiebrad36. The podcast at lo underscore SunDoubles. Till next time, you keep it locked right here, on Locked on SunDoubles.